Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Phil Tiger. Hello Slackers, welcome to the internet's favourite place to talk about music. This is the Slacker Friends Podcast, a podcast that dissects topical music stories with some of the great and the good. Audio greetings to everyone who's listening on their podcast media and visual greetings, big waves um, to everybody who's watching on the Slacker Phil YouTube channel. Shout outs to our new Slacker Patreons, Brandon Harris, part-time Bob. Uh, who joined the Patreon community um, this week. If you want bonus podcasts, exclusive Slacker content, playlists, uh, me to listen to music, whatever else, patreon.com forward slash Slacker podcast and support your favorite content. Okay, so here we are this week, Slacker Friends podcasts and our guests. I will give you a musical signifier if you aren't watching this. Jack. Garrett, here he is, 2016's British, right. <laughs> British Choice, multi-instrumentalist, maker of two top 10 albums, brother Jack, Jack Garrett, everybody. Uh, I love that song that I definitely wrote. That, that song that you definitely wrote um, for Craig David back in 1999. Yeah, absolutely, when I was uh, eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the idea of an eight-year-old writing tunes for Craig David. Just on the phone. Uh, yeah, Craig! <laughs> I mean, like we've got, we do have two prodigious talents like on with us today. Like I, I could imagine you writing some some banging tracks uh, as an eight year old Jack Garrett. But we're gonna we're gonna come back to that because we want to come to our, our our second slacker friend today, who is. I love playing um, the cover versions because it t- like the artists that they're looking at themselves going, that's definitely my voice, but I don't recognize the track. <laughs> We've got Norwegian Indie Dreamboat, uh, two EPs deep with a debut album coming in October. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Soy Pablo, Boy Pablo, EP Goy Pablo. So many Pablo. I say Boy Pablo, you well? Yeah, I'm good. You? You're very good, very good. Yeah, how's life in um, Bergen treating you right now? Um, it's nice. It's um, chill. Not much going on, but um, yeah. Have you Have you guys ever uh, ever shared a stage before? Have you ever been at the same festival at the same time before? Like, uh, do you, like, is this the first time you've ever met? 
it's I think it's definitely the first time we've ever met. I'm trying to wrap my brain if there was ever a time when we might have been like swapping stages at any point, which is yeah. definitely I'm, I'm This is the awkward number so. one. I think this is the first time. Huh? I think this is the first time we've ever met or like have any connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is this, this is like the, the, could be the awkward time where you, one of you goes, No, definitely not, Matt. Money's like going, Yeah, we were actually like chatting for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, how, how are you? Are you well today, Jack? Um, how, are you still living in the States? I, like, I remember last time I was talking to you, you were living in the States. Yeah, well, last time I spoke to you was like four years ago, so <laughs> it's true, yeah. Uh, no, I yeah, moved back to London, so that's where that's where I am now. Um, yeah, in in East London, because look at me. Oh yeah, of course. Like you, you like you like you got that sort of hipster bandana on. Yeah, yeah, bandana. Um, that's that's it. So, well, we can we can test you out. Like if you're a proper East Londoner, what what is your order at the coffee shop? Uh, black. All right. Uh, actually, well, I mean, the proper answer there would be I don't go to the coffee shop. I make my coffee at home because I'm, again, one of those guys. <laughs> I, I don't support capitalism, but, so I won't go to the bigger <laughs> shops. Business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Boy Pablo, like, what, what, what are you saying? Like, um, when you go to the coffee shop, what do you order? I bet you you're like a mocha guy. Well, I order some, some iced tea because I hate coffee. That's the that's the true answer. That's a great yeah. answer. That's so hipster to not like coffee. I'm, I'm drinking like I couldn't be more of a a, a, a card carrying Irishman if I tried. I'm drinking a humongous cup of tea out of like a, an Irish mug, <laughs> saying it says Irish memories on it. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so I've I've um, sent you over um, some questions, and we're good, we're gonna jump into the very very first one right now, which is this. I'm playing it to the drums. Pick up your sticks. (laughs) One of the simplest drum fills ever, but still so satisfying. That is... M83 Midnight City, the Nelson Months from the Simpsons remix, <laughs> which is really a thing of beauty. It makes me smile every time I heard it. Uh, have you have you heard that before? No. Yeah, well, I saw it making the rounds a couple of days ago. Right, is when it when it starts to do its thing on the internet. I've never heard it before. <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like uh, the guy, he did. He put it up on TikTok, and it was like a yeah. He just got, took Nelson Months' laugh and put it over M83 and. <laughs> What really annoyed me was this morning I was preparing for this and I was putting the music in and I was playing it out loud um, in the wee cabin at the back of the house and my missus who like when, when we started going out was into really alternative music and you know still is but she just shouted going that's the Made in Chelsea theme tune and I was like <laughs> <laughs> so offended oh, it's- it's okay to reevaluate your life at any point during it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind of it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, so the, the question, I, I guess, around the TikTok um, Nelson Muntz M83 mashup is, what is your favorite meme and why? Because I, I know that you're a fan of a meme, Jack, and uh, I've, I've seen many on you, uh, Boy Pablo, you know? Oof. Um... 
There's so many to choose from. Oh, no, it's so it's... many memes, man. Yeah. <laughs> we have like uh, uh, the my my live band. Uh, I mean, we have like a uh, a little chat going on on Instagram. It's like literally just memes. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> there's so many good memes. So I I, I don't know. I I like silly memes though, because like like harmless silly silly shit. I was gonna say I'm not sure if there are any serious ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favorite like the news could take suddenly news just gets reported through me so. <laughs> oh we're so sick I, uh, thought... I, I saw this one with a with um i don't i don't remember why i laughed so hard but uh it's um it says uh it's like a it says soup dog soup dog with a like a dog in a soup and i thought it was so funny no, good. A real, a, a real classic there. Jack, has anybody ever made a meme of you? Of me? Yeah. yeah I mean, a couple. I remember. I, I, I remember when I was um, putting the first album out. That there was like, and, and and the internet was like properly waking up to meme culture. I remember someone did a lot of photoshopping of my face onto. There's a guy who's on Hunger Games that kind of looks like me. <laughs> my face onto all of the scenes that he was in. Um, <laughs> which I remember was kind of funny. There was someone who, uh, someone for a while was obsessed with the fact that my last name sounded like Carrot and so would Photoshop pictures of Jasper Carrot and me together. (laughs) (laughs) So so niche. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that for a while. But my, I gotta say, my my favorite memes are definitely ones that I feel like have some sort of like revolutionary blood in them. So for example, uh sarcastic spongebob is one of my favorite things of all time simply just because like trust millennials and gen z to find a way to be able to write sarcasm down in text (laughs) capital letters and non-capital letters and stuff like that i think that's genuinely like fucking innovative i think that's incredible as like a step forward for the written word it's it's shitting all over semantics Exactly. That's incredible. For years we've been stagnating with our with our writing and finally someone's woken it up. Exactly. <laughs> Go on, meme culture. Um, Nicholas, what about you? Like has anybody ever made a meme of you? I've seen a couple, so like I know it's true. Yeah, yeah. No, in, in Chile they, they made one. because uh, I um th- there's a picture of me where I uh wear these stupid sunglasses, have really weird hair, and mm. and I have a scissor in my hand. And I'm cutting the grass, like it's it was supposed to be dumb, uh, but someone took that and like made a, like a news uh, news picture about it, and and he said she, he he changes uh, changed his name, and uh, and call himself uh, Colo Colo, which is a, like a football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why why it's so funny, but a lot of people like in Chile they they loved it. There's a really, there's a, one that like actually winds me up. Like my friend keeps sending it to me because I just don't understand it. And he sends it to me like once a week. And it just says, it's a picture of a grape with it, it, the, the, the skin of the grape surgically pulled back. And it just says they did surgery on a grape. Right, yeah. And I'm just like going like, I don't know what this is. Like I get it. No, you're, you're already, you're overthinking it, mate. They did surgery on a grape. No, not you as well. Stop this. <laughs> they did surgery on a grape. <laughs> don't, don't. You're freaking me out. It's too early in the morning, and I was out last night. 
I'm also I'm also a big fan of any meme that my dad sends because it was definitely one that I was sending to my friends when I was 10 years old. And that's just it's my favorite thing is being able to have my dad like sending me like funny memes and like boomer humor. Uh, and it's stuff that's already like stuff that's already circulated the internet for <laughs> like 20 years. Yeah, it's like one does not simply golf their way into yeah. <laughs> like that or like pay zombie or whatever the chocolate rain or something like that <laughs> i do feel like, because I was, I was around with like the first memes i feel like a like a wall smoth and stuff like that i feel like such a meme granddad like funny. imagine someone in 2020 sending you chocolate rain now seriously being like, <laughs> it's like oh honey no sweetie no it's like the internet uh equivalent of in dumb and dumber when he like walks past the the, the frame that says we've landed on the moon he goes we did it guys let's move on to our second question Getting around playing music on these without uh, getting the video taken down is um, proven more difficult by the, the week. That was a MIDI version of the Beatles' <laughs> Let It Be. Um, bass player, singer, and vegan uh, from the Beatles, Paul McCartney, still uses the same amplifier he bought when he was 14. So essentially, he's had it for a billion years. Um, what is the most old and sentimental thing you have or that you sort of keep with you or that you like? It's just always there. Nicholas, starting with you. Oh. Oh. Uh, Can we put the music back up to have a think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such a good version. It's like I'm at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like, uh, I've been thinking about that question and I, I really don't, I, I can't think of anything. Like, if Jaguar wants to, wants to go first, I can. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll let Jack take it away first. You're too young to be sentimental. You don't have enough faith <laughs> between, you, between you to be sentimental. Over How it. old are you guys? I'm, I'm 47. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm 47. I'm also much older than you. Jack, what, 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 what's, what's yours? I, got, I mean, I've got quite a few things. I kind of... Um, I, I like... I'm. <laughs> I say I like to collect things. I think a professional would say I hoard, but I I do kind of keep close to the things that I've had over my life that have brought me some sort of sentimental value, and and I end up just losing them and finding them in random places. But the mo like, like I've still got the guitar that I first played when I was like the first electric electric guitar I had when I was sixteen, um, which I've I've always kept and I've not changed at all. It's still exactly the same specs as when I had it. It was just like a, a, a Mexican-built Fender Stratocaster because everything I wanted to be was Steve Ray Vaughan and he had a, like, he had the guitar that I wanted but I couldn't yeah. afford one and I just got this, like, and, and that's been with me. It's my favourite guitar to play. I still love that one. But then, like, on the other end of that spectrum, I've still got the, the, um, the bouquet that I wore for my wedding a couple of years ago. Um, like just, I, I think just things like that, that can really, actually a lot of the sentimental stuff is actually from my wedding. We had a lot of, um, we had, we had a lot of stuff like made specifically for it. Like we had coasters made. I don't think I've got any to show you cause, uh, you know, I didn't prepare for this, but, um, oh wait, no, do I? No, I don't. Cool. Brilliant. Great. Love it. Love, love an audio and visual format when I'm just not prepared for it whatsoever. <laughs> um, no, but we had, we had tea towels made and, um, and coasters made. 
uh, for mine and my wife's wedding because we had like a little logo that someone designed for us and a whole like it was absolutely incredible so we've like made sure that we keep a bunch of that stuff so that we've got it and um uh yeah other than that man not not sentimental to be honest yeah I, not in that kind of way i guess okay okay Nick, nicholas what, what what are you saying uh does it have to be like music stuff no not, not really no okay uh I mean, it's not that old. It's like, I think it's five years old. So uh, it's not too long ago. Uh, but uh, but uh, there was this shirt, a shirt that my girlfriend saw at this, uh, I think it was H&M. Um, and, uh, and I thought it was really ugly. But she, she made me like try it on. Mm. And she thought I looked really handsome in it. And mm. I hated it. But she bought it like anyway. But I still have that. I still have that in my cl- in my closet. <laughs> I I I think that like uh, if you use that as an example of sentimentality, they would have to change what sentimentality meant in the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're still together though. <laughs> like five years later. <laughs> but like that sort of like, in spite of that terrible shirt, you guys are still together. That's what. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Well done. Um, okay, our third question is this. Hey, baby, who's the boss? Who is the singing? Can you tell? Dustin in the Dark. Yes, it is Niall Horan doing Dancing in the Dark. Um, 26-year-old former One Direction dude, um, Niall Horan, fell and banjaxed his foot this week, claiming he was six pints deep when the accident happened, which is hilarious, by the way, because like, that is the most Irish thing you can say. Like, <laughs> why did you hurt your foot? Six, I was six, six pints deep. <laughs> Not the reason. Not the cause of it. Six pints deep. Okay, no, don't, don't need to hear anymore. Um, what what's the worst or stupidest injury that you've had, um, Jack? Oh God, I um I a couple of years ago was in I was in Minnesota visiting my uh, my wife's family, and this was back when you could stand within like three feet of each other. We went to we went to the so that so they live in Minnesota and they live really close to the Mall of America, which mm-hmm. is is uh, the biggest mall in America, right? Um, so aptly named the Mall of America. <laughs> and inside of it is not only all the department stores in the world, but um, there's a giant, there's a bunch of like roller coasters, and there's a small theme park right in the middle of this mall. Wow, right. <laughs> it's so, it's so fucking, it's ridiculous. And it's just, it's a tourist trap. That's the whole, like the whole point of it is, it's like uh, welcome all those with uh, disposable incomes, come here and we'll take care of you. Mm. And one of the things that had that giant sign above it was a a virtual reality thing. So where you can you go in and they give you headsets and they give you backpacks and then they've got like just free roaming virtual reality and there's like three stories or scenes you can choose from and one of them was a Star Wars themed one and we went and did the Star Wars like virtual reality thing so you put on your headset and your backpack and you're a stormtrooper and you're going through and you I don't know I can't even remember what the story was it's absolutely incredible there's like heat coming from like lava and like wind in your face and it's just this Absolutely amazing, right? Absolutely worth the dollars that I spent on it. Um, just, just too much, too many, too many dollars. Um, 
<laughs> it was really great. It was me, my wife, and my 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 uh, my brother-in-law, uh, and then his at the time uh, girlfriend and now fiance, which is all very exciting. But long story short, there's a bit right at the end where Darth Vader is in front of you, right? <laughs> and he wasn't, and then he is. And then he starts floating towards you, right? Because he's like over there. He's like six foot, like six, 12 foot away or something. You're standing one end of the room. He, it's like darkness. You hear this like, and a red lightsaber just appears in the shadow. And it's fucking terrifying because all of the senses are going, this is real. Everything is real. And Darth Vader's standing over there and he floats and he comes running towards you. And then suddenly, wouldn't you know it, this spaceship crashes through a wall and you've got to jump onto the spaceship and then you fly away. However, I was being all like chivalrous and nice and I let everyone else get onto this spaceship first. And what happened was, because I was last onto the spaceship, the video that was playing in my headset was obviously running at just like a normal speed. It didn't take into account the fact that I might not have been on the spaceship yet. <laughs> so this spaceship, from my very real perspective, was flying away from me whilst Darth Vader was floating towards me. Oh my god! And I shat myself and I ran towards the spaceship and I jumped. But obviously, in the real world, nothing had moved. Everything was in the same place, and I slammed headfirst into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. You, you, like, Some, you, you tell it so well. Gripped. At like a Christmas party, there will be a bunch of kids who work there all watching like videos, security footage of me just slamming into a wall. I, to I cut up my middle finger, which I think is like still fucked to this day. So, oh my God. I was thinking you looked a bit more 2D than the last time I saw you. No, I actually, I refuse to exist in that third dimension now. Because no, you've, you've like, turned into like a 1991 like computer game <laughs> <laughs> to the top of your head now. Um, Nicholas, there's no way you're going to beat that story. Like, no, 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 no. Like, I can't either. Nobody can. It's, it, it's, it will actually go down in the history of storytelling as, as, as one of the best uh, Star Wars virtual reality stories. <laughs> No, that was a pretty sick story, but uh, what, what about uh, mine is gonna be really underwhelming. But but um, I'll tell it anyway. Um, I think it, it was last year uh, when we were in Iceland um, doing a festival. And I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And, um, yeah, we're doing the concert. Like, it, everything's going smoothly. Um, and, uh, and we have this dance sequence at, at the end of the show. And, um, do you always do I, a dance sequence at the end of the show? What? Do you always do a dance sequence at the end of the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, everybody has their move, and like I have the like the best move. Uh, so I end up with like splitting, like how do you call it? Like doing the splits. Yeah, Split. that, yeah. Um, but but I've like I've never I've never like practiced it. I just do it. So <laughs> <laughs> when I did it that time, I ended up with my like my left ankle like. I twisted it so hard, like oh, so hard. I was, I, I screamed so hard when I, when I landed that split and then I got up and we're, we're like, uh, thank you so much, <laughs> thank you so much for, for being here. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, and there, there's this synth solo and then we end like, end this whole show. And I was like, I was sitting down playing the last part. I was like almost crying. <laughs> uh, it was the worst. I had to go to the doctor. Like, oh my god, that's. I thought I, I, I heard like a snap when I landed the split. So I thought I, I like broke my foot. But oh, I'm happy. <laughs> that would have been like. Imagine you had it that got stood up after that. Went to the microphone, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny though. <laughs> you, Nicholas, wait till you like hit thirty. If you try and do the splits at thirty, like you'll probably have to go to like A and E. You'll probably die. <laughs> if you try and do the splits at thirty, you explode. So um, eight years to go. So okay. Yeah. How like calmly and coolly you're explaining the end of your show as if it's not a big thing, and yet you've spoken about doing the splits. And there being some crazy synth solo at the end of your show, and the whole time you're just like, ah, oh, you know, it's not a big thing. It's fine. <laughs> Nicholas, I'm, I'm picking up like sort of Bruno Mars kind of vibes, like at, at the end of the show. <laughs> Bruno Mars, like uh, eight bit version. <laughs> it's really stupid. We look so stupid. <laughs> I think it's funny. Right, guys. You were in the parking lot earlier. That's how I know you. Give us an example of a time that you've uh, had a celebrity or musician encounter, um, maybe an embarrassing or life from a moment with your favorite pop star. Um, it could be from meeting somebody at the toilets of a pub to um, hanging out with them in their penthouse apartment or just bumping into them in the street. Um, let's, let's, get, let's stay with Jack. On, on, on this one I know for a fact having like even winning the Brits Critics Choice so early on in your career like you would have met everybody yeah everybody I got a I got a pretty bad one I um and you know get get your nets out because I'm about to drop some names um, sweet yeah so in, in in like 2014 2015 I struck up a pretty unlikely friendship with um uh actor Aaron Paul uh who played Jesse in Breaking Bad um and Aaron's become a really really good friend of mine and his family are really close to me and and, and my wife Sarah uh whenever we're in LA we often really try and make sure that we spend time with them like he's become a really really close friend but the 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 kind of first like month of our friendship 
he had come to see me do some shows when when I was in LA and he invited me to do a private show at his house and this was obviously a really big deal for me uh because I was really early in my career like album hadn't come out yet I don't think the album was even going to come out for like another year at this point um like I was very much in the beginning of like the, the bubbling of my of my career but he was telling me that he does these house shows and the whole point is he wants to create an environment in his home where he can invite his best friends over and show off an artist that he loves. That's the whole point of it. It's a really like, really uh, encouraging environment to be in. It's like it's like the equivalent of like me playing somebody something on my like phone and going, isn't that really good? But not That's having it. as much money as. as <laughs> <laughs> Fifty people overlooking like Hollywood Boulevard, <laughs> but the but so like I remember him telling me because obviously I think he enjoyed being able to like uh, amp up and kind of not show off a bit, but I think he he noticed I was nervous and so he fed that nervous energy and made me more nervous because he's insane like that. <laughs> um, but I was obviously pretty nervous about the whole thing, and he was like, "Look, but don't don't worry about it, okay? Like I've I've sure." I've sent the most amount of invites for any show that I've done for this show. And I've told them all that you're this really incredible dude that I like. Um, but that's no need to, you know, don't be worried about it. And yeah, and the only people so far who have said no uh, have been, um, what is, I think he goes, uh, yeah, I've had a few no's back and it's, you know, like Katy Perry can't make it and Woody Harrelson can't make it. So don't, you know, and Bruno Mars can't make it. Yeah, so don't, don't worry about it. Like, that's, it's all fine. I'm like, those are the people who can't make it. Who are the people who can? <laughs> anyway, long story short, I'm at the thing and I'm freaking out because all these people are arriving and it's people I recognize. And, but so far, nothing that's making me like totally freak out. I'm like, no, this is going to be good. I've got a piano and a guitar and I'm going to sing some songs. I love doing that. Anyway, I'm standing in this kitchen. I'm talking to my then manager and I've, I've got a beer in my hand and my back is, is facing the door of, of Aaron's house. And this door is just open. It's like, if you know where he lives and you know what's going on, come in. And I hear this voice and I immediately recognize it. And my eyes widen and I stare at my manager who's in front of me and he can see the door over my shoulder. And I hear Aaron respond to this voice at the door and he goes, buddy, hey, come in. And I stare at my manager looking for confirmation that it just isn't who I think it is. And he shyly looks at his drink and turns away because he knows how important this is about to be for me because the guy who walked through the door is A, one of the biggest pop stars in the world and B, one of the main reasons I started to be a performer and a musician. And it was Justin Timberlake and, and his then very pregnant wife, um, Jessica Alba. So they and they ended up actually having a having the baby a few days later. I'm calling it Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I did try. Uh, no, but they. So I mean, the story is awkward because what happened was I did the performance and it went really well. I did the first song I did was an old song I used to play a lot called "I Couldn't Want You Anyway," and at the end of it, the first person who applauded was was Justin, and he like made a big deal about it. like it was this huge thing. And afterwards, I went and I chatted to him and and ended up getting his phone number. But wow. the, the awkward thing was, is like, I, I remember doing, I used to do a bit in that set where I would do a cover of You Should Let Me Love You, um, mm -hmm. Mario, and I would always sing, I would always do the cover and then end it by singing the middle eight of that song as a duet between Michael McDonald and Michael Jackson, because I think it's some of the finest middle eight writing and it's like a Michael McDonald song or, or Michael Jackson song. Yeah. And I do it as a duet between those two. 
uh, obviously completely forgetting that in front of me was Justin Timberlake, who is quite famously renowned for doing a Michael McDonald impression. This is when it gets all niche and very embarrassing for me. Afterwards, he's like, hey, good Michael McDonald impression. I do a Michael McDonald impression. I was like, Justin, I know this. He goes, yeah, there was a, there's a Saturday Night Live skit that I've always wanted to do, but we've never been able to do it because it's too long. And the sketch is, uh, it's called Michael McDonald's McDonald's. And it's about <laughs> Michael McDonald wakes up one day furious with the uh, limited amount of fast food uh, options for like healthy people. And so he makes his own one called McDonald's, totally unaware of the fact that the McDonald's chain already exists. That's it. That's the funniest bit of the whole sketch. And Justin was like, and they've never put it on because it's seven minutes long and the joke's in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. And then I jokingly sung back to him. I was like, lol, actually, that's really funny because Michael McDonald doing the McDonald's theme tune is just, is great. Like, and I did that. And then my brain went, Justin Timberlake wrote that theme tune. (laughs) That's right. I forgot about that. And I said nothing for the rest of the night. Uh, I just, I, I shut down completely. The new, like just the niche new, the embarrassment of knowing that what I'd done was a poor Michael McDonald impression of a, (laughs) The melody that this guy had written at him as if that was like really funny. What, was his, what was his reaction? Like, did, did he laugh or did, did he like, oh. Same person had done something insane, but he was too committed to the conversation that he had to be like, ha! <laughs> that's, that's it. Anyway, that would kept you awake. And I've never, I've no, I haven't spoken to him since. Oh. Did, did he did, like he give you a number and it was like one digit too short? No, we had a chat for a few days and it was really cool. And then uh, I think I might have just overdone it. And I bumped into him at a New Year's Eve party the next year and it was like actually awkward, which is a real shame because he's like a huge inspiration to me. <laughs> I, I told you this, Jack, beforehand. Don't send Justin Timberlake pictures of your penis. Like it's just not what you should be doing. <laughs> Oh, I sent him pictures of his. No, I don't. That's <laughs> Where did you get them from? <laughs> I'll never <laughs> Nicholas, move, move, moving on to you. Um, uh, what about your sort of like in- encounters with um, legends? Um, I guess like who who have you bumped into? I don't have any embarrassing stories yet, uh, but I I found it really cool to when I was in LA uh, in uh, 2018. I think it was. Uh, we were um, at this like Converse uh, event kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, me and my band. Um, so uh, <clears throat> we were invited to to uh, Tyler, the creator's store, uh, golf, the golf shop in LA. Uh, so we were like hanging out and people were like checking out the clothes. There were people from all over the country and all over the world, like influencers and uh, photographers and stuff. Um, and, uh, like, yeah, we, we, we had been to the golf store, so it wasn't like, wow, we're here again. Um, <laughs> cause we were there like a couple of days earlier. Um, but on the way out, I was like, I, I was trying to, to find something to buy for my girlfriend and found the sweater and I was the last, uh, last guy out from the store. And we went, I don't know, for some reason we went out the back door. And they like um, everybody was talking. What if Tyler's here? What if Tyler's here? And, and uh, uh, maybe he's in the back. Maybe uh, he's in his car or in the parking lot or something. Um, and was like, 
if he's not in, in the store, he's not going to be here. Um, but I was walking out. I'm a huge fan of Tyler, the creator. Mm. Um, uh, walking out the back door, and suddenly I, I felt this, like, I don't know, like this like poof of air. Like, because um, Tyler was shooting at me with, like, this, this gun that shoots air. I don't know what it's called. I was like, what the heck? Who is doing this? And I looked and I was like, holy shit. Freaking Tyler. And when <laughs> we stopped to look at each other. It was like, I was like super starstruck. It was like, oh, this kid has some cool stuff. I was like, wow, he knows me. That's, that's crazy. I didn't know that he knew who I was. And had then... He, had he heard your music? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so so that was kind of crazy to me. And um uh, and then I was like, yeah, we have to go and stuff. And then I asked, can I take a picture with you? And 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 my manager was standing right next to me. So it was like he doesn't take pictures with people anymore. Uh and I but I asked anyway and was like, okay. And then I got a picture with him. Uh so it was yeah, well, I was like hugging him and stuff. So you oh, won. Yeah, it was it was really cozy and really nice. Yeah, no, good man. I've got a similar story about Tyler the Creator to that one, but he didn't like me as much as he liked you. Um, <laughs> Tyler the Creator, before he got banned to come come into the UK, um, mm-hmm. he uh, did a press trip, and he hates doing press, and he hates doing interviews, and he hates journalists, and he hates radio hosts. So, like, basically, I am the uh, the bane of his life. Um, uh, so like his label, like tried to get him to do stuff. So what he, he did was he put a bus of journalists that, that met outside the vice building, um, put, put all the journalists on a bus and drove them to a paintballing thing, um, outside of London, him and his like mates, uh, it was not future lads, but it was like him and his like crew and his security, had these massive like repeater like machine gun like paint, paintball guns and the journalists were given these like tiny little pea shooters that if you shot them it wouldn't even go like two two bits ahead of itself so we ran around getting absolutely mauled by Tyler the Creator who was like laughing maniacally with a machine gun shooting journalists with paintball <laughs> but I I fired one in and hit him and then I got repeated on by his like bouncer his bouncer jumped in front of him like Kevin Costner and the, the bodyguard and, <laughs> and just shot over and over again. I ended up getting a photo taken with him and he really didn't want to get the photo taken. And uh, maybe I'll put it up on Instagram actually after this goes live because <laughs> he looks so morbidly depressed. Like he couldn't look like he wanted to be there less. It was just like, <laughs> so big ups to Tyler. I'm not going to ever hold my breath about getting him on the podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, very, very good answers. I like that. Um, we have one, one final bit, which is, um, I fucking love this band and that is a band or artist, um, that could do with a a leg up that might be at the beginning stages of their career that you think are, are worth, um, our slacker, uh, audience checking out. Um, I'm going to start with you, Nicholas. Who do you think's uh, amazing that we need to hear about? Um, um, I mean, uh, there's a lot of good music here in Norway, uh, and uh, and then there's this guy uh, who's from my city, and he has been a huge inspiration to me um, in my teenage years. 
he's called Sondra Lurkey. He he put out an album like very recently, uh, and it's so good. I recommend it to everyone I meet because uh, there's a song in it that is called "Why Would I Let You Go," and it's like this. It's almost almost like a classical theme uh, theme song, like for a romantic movie or something. Because like it's very Mozart inspired, but it's a, a, like a ballad. I was like, uh, it's it's really. It's a beautiful love song. So, how do you how do you spell his name? So if anybody wants to like type that, uh, in. Sandra Lurkey. Uh, S O. Yeah, I'm like going like I <laughs> fucking stab at it like. S O N D R E L E R C H E. Ah, a, a nice and snappy Norwegian spelling as as usual there. <laughs> um, Jack, what what about you? You look like you're going through your iTunes at the minute, or your like Spotify playlists, or whatever. <laughs> Um, but there is, there is, I mean, first thought, best thought, there's a guy that I started listening to last year, well, probably the year before that, actually, about two years ago when I was writing my, my album, Love, Death and Dancing. Um, and this is, it's a guy who has been around for a little while and he's been in the industry kind of as a writer and a producer and has been in bands and stuff like that. But he, he wrote an album when he wrote an album that when I, when I listened to it, I kind of, I go through these weird uh moments with falling in and out of love with writing songs and often when i fall back in love with writing songs it's because i've found a songwriter who writes songs that makes me want to then start writing again it's and not in a case of like oh i want to compete with that in a case that's simply just like this has this has made me remember and realize what it's like to write just fucking good music um so like when i wrote the first album it was sun lux that did that for me um who were just an incredible band from america who totally unlocked to me what it meant to be able to do um kind of like neoclassical pop music um and just like walls of sound with intricacy and detail and genuine emotion um but this time around it's a guy called ethan grusker who uh was in a band called the bell brigade um they are two albums that came out and they haven't released another album since um their brother sister duo also as well crazily enough the grandchildren of john williams wow okay uh, which was like an absolute head fuck when I found that album. <laughs> I'd already fallen in love with their music and then found out that they've literally got it in their jeans. Yeah. But, um, but no, Ethan, Ethan released an album called Slow Motionary a couple of years ago, which is just exquisite songwriting and tasteful production. And then he released an album this year called On Guard, which is exactly the same. And he's, he's in the same camp of writers and recorders and producers as like Blake Mills and Phoebe Bridges and, and, um, and uh perfume genius and kind of that whole just like the people who people who look at pop music with wonder and excitement and paint paint it with a interesting and intellectual brush and i think that's just my favorite kind of my favorite kind of music so um, what, what do we type in to get get this guy so ethan is his first name and then grusker is his second name g-r-u-s-k-a and he's got an album out this year called on guard en space G. But do you know what I'll do? I will list, I will list these. I will put a link to this in the description of um, the podcast and off the, uh, on the YouTube channel as well. Um, guys, thank you so much for for being my slacker friends this week. Um, Jack, um, well done on on releasing your your record this year. If any slacker friends have not listened to it, yeah, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> Go and listen to it. Um, Nico, you've got a single out that's just um, dropped on us uh, um, this this week or t- no tomorrow. Midnight. Today. 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 There we go. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and your debut album's coming out in October. Yeah, that's right. Twenty third. Happy days, man. Happy days. The, the the world needs good music, and we've I've got uh, two incredible writers here today. So we were blessed on this episode of Slacker Friends, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. Fabulous, man. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.